you are now about to enter the bro zone it's the battle bros podcast with mac and alamo hang on to your butts hey what's going on everybody back or as uh mac has been uh, reiterating the last two episodes back. <laughs> Uh, in our very crude 1950s announcer voices. Um, yes, welcome back to the show, everybody. This is the Battle Bros yeah. podcast, and uh, I'm uh, Alamo, and this guy over here... I would be Mac, just by clear um, elimination, process yeah. of elimination. Yes. <laughs> if, if you're new to the show, we want to say welcome. Uh, hopefully you like what we're what we're all about. Um, we uh, I mean, we started this almost four months ago now, which is just still shocking to believe that we started it that long ago. We've done this is our fifteenth episode, and it's just like, yeah, holy shit, has it been that long already? Damn. And you know that's the crazy shit, man. Is that it has been that long? Absolutely right. Uh, We are now able to unlock sponsorship. So, sponsors, uh, bring it it our way, and uh, we'll start making you some extra uh, moolah there by uh, announcing you. Just try us. Indeed. I'm just kidding. I'm going to shut up now. Anyway, so like I said, uh, we're we're two guys that have known each other since high school. together earlier this year and in an effort to kind of work together just get have a legitimate reason for us to do absolutely nothing good and clown around and be stupid uh we said oh let's put on a podcast well it can't be that hard well no man they put a monkey in outer space and it knew how to fly a spaceship (laughs) solid point if you're uh coming back to the show we want to say welcome back we appreciate you coming by again. Hopefully you still like what you hear. If not, you know, tell us what we can do to get better. We're 15 shows in, but we are still definitely a new podcast. So this is how we um, uh, grow is how we get better from constructive criticism, criticism, constructive criticism, not just, yeah, the white guy's got a big ass dome. <laughs> okay. okay. First off, I know. I, I've, I've I've known my entire life. It's all good. It's but okay. It they're always gonna. They're probably just gonna look at me and say, "Hey, that guy's got some chiclet teeth." <laughs> but you know, <laughs> nice. Yeah, heard that one plenty when I was a you know when I was a kid. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So anyway. um, Again, if you're new, if you're if you're coming back, we want to say welcome. Appreciate you stopping by. Um, we try to we talk about things with the veteran community that either need to be said or just are kind of stigma. You know, we have no qualms about just saying, "Well, nobody wants to talk about." Well, guess what we're going to talk about? Ta-da! And there we go. So yeah, basically. So if you if you caught some of our shows uh, previously, we um, we've been doing some good stuff. Um, we think. If not, hey, tell us. Um, we did uh, a tribute show for 9-11, which is our 10th episode. We did the legacy of 9-11, and then we also talked about being stuck in a rut. 
talked yep. about motivation. And then last week was very special because we had our first guest ever on the show. And that was the lovely uh, Mrs. Alamo. She was Indeed. Uh, able to stop by and talk to us about the spouse perspective on certain topics that we've discussed already. So again, um, we want to say thanks to Tisha for stopping by. Um, and if you get a chance to check out her uh, social media presence, it is a flip side of mentorship. It is a very worthy and noble cause, and it is just a super cool thing to be a part of. So check it out. You'll dig it. If you don't, why the fuck would you? So um, like we said last week, we talked about um, the spouse perspective on a lot of episodes, um, just from the view of the military wife and whatnot, and just the wife in general. Um, we haven't really had a chance to discuss that, and I think it was a great addition to the show lineup. So this Absolutely, week, man. yeah, it was it was a good one. But this week, we're going to do something just a little bit different. We're going to talk about um, kind of somewhat based in the world of psychology. We are going to talk about the inferiority complex. Now, this is kind of a big deal, and we're going to discuss it from the perspective of you know two guys that have been through this, but not just from the civilian side, but there is such a thing that exists in the military, and we'll kind of delve into that a little bit later in the show. But um, So let's get started off. You ready to hit the ground running there, brother? Let's do it. All right, man. Here we go. All right, so definition of inferiority complex. For the source that I looked up, it is an intense personal feeling of inadequacy, often resulting in the belief that one is in some way deficient or inferior to others. Okay, so basically, it's just you feel like you aren't on the same level, like you might feel like the guys that you're around are major league and you're sitting there like, fuck, I'm in little league. This yeah. is crap. So, um, oh I've had, yeah. And anybody, I'm sure any anybody now in this day and age has gone through something like that on at least once, maybe more. Um, I've had it happen a couple of times. So, um, being in high school, um, I was heavily involved in the music program. I was in the band program at my high school, and did marching band in football season. In the second half of the year, we did symphonic and concert band, all that kind of stuff. And just all the all the band nerd jokes just come out. Oh, you're band nerd. Oh, why don't you play sports? You know, because our high school team, our high school had a, a decent. Oh, did you go to band camp? <laughs> and one thousand and one, and yeah. So there's that. So there's that kind of stuff in high school, and I'm sure Alamo here being, um, he later got involved in the drama department. Is that, that's that's correct, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah, I actually yeah. you were you were in um the production of uh To Kill a Mockingbird, right? Uh, no, I actually I I did want to do that. I did want to do that though, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, we just we actually never actually acted on it. So, what um, play did I see you in in high school? I forget. Oh God, I don't even remember, man. I, I there's been a, there were a few. There was a comedy. Um, the, yeah, there was a there was a there was a a drama that I was involved in that I can't remember. Um, but did you it? ever did you did you ever get razzed for being you know in the in dramatic arts? Did oh yeah, remember? the you know the 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 jokes about being you know. Uh, 
of that demographic and all that good stuff. I'm pretty sure we know what we're talking about here. Uh, we don't need to actually, we, you know, number one, because I don't want to get flagged um, because YouTube algorithms are fucking weird. Um, and uh, yeah, so, but yeah, so um, yeah, the, you know, Anyway, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, voice. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to use your inside voice from time to time. It happens. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, um, as a, and as a matter of fact, I did play a character in that demographic as well. So that kind of, you know, but um, it, it, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, the, the 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 role that I played, I know in that play, um, I guess because I, I, I took the drama so seriously, got some like really good pauses from people in the in in the in the in the audience. So it was uh, it was fun. Hey, man, that's all you can do. Go out there and give it your all. Like we say in the Battlebrook Code, uh, what is it? Be, be tenacious. tenacious, and if you can be tenacious, be tenacious, D, because they're fucking awesome. Exactly. Yes, D. Anyway, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. you know, the same thing can happen in the military as well. So, you know, I would say, you know, with Alamo being an active duty member. I'm a member of the active duty component and myself, I spent my entire career in the national guard um, deployed once we got spun up and called up and went on, you know, title 10 orders for uh, active duty and whatnot for deployment. But I had a, a very interesting experience one time, you know, besides all the, the pejoratives and the nicknames, you know, getting called weekend warrior, nasty girl, all this kind of crap. Mm-hmm we were talking about this show earlier this week on like we usually do. And um, I brought up a story where I was driving for Uber, which I used to do for almost just shy of two years, you know, just to kind of supplement some income. I was in between um, serious jobs. And even once I started at the next job, which I'm currently working, I um, still did it just on the weekend stuff for a couple of reasons, but that's, another story and another time and another show altogether. So I was driving somewhere in uh, South Tampa area in Soho area and whatnot. And I picked up uh, two individuals and the one guy was sitting next to me in the passenger seat. Another guy was in the back and we got to talking about the military because I think at the time it had an option where you could put on your profile as a driver that you were a veteran, you know? So really kind of, yeah, at the time it was you had to like you know give some you had to like kind of verify it or what or whatnot, but you Why could the put. Fuck, didn't I ever get that kind of option? That sucks, anus. But anyway, go ahead. Because you were in Orlando, and you know Tampa's a little bit more of a military town, obviously since you know McDill's there, SOCOM, CENTCOM. So ah, okay. Gotcha. Look at all the retirees that retire there, man. Like Schwarzkopf lived in Tampa after he retired from being mm-hmm. the CENTCOM commander. It's like. Heck yeah. But anyway, so we're sitting there just kind of shooting the breeze and the guy in the backseat says, um, you know, kind of just brought up the military and I was like, he just had just gotten back from basic training. He was getting ready to leave to go uh, to report to his first duty station. Um, 
something along those lines. Either he had already gone to his first duty station or whatever. I don't remember the 100% exact details, but he was, I think he was, his uh, permanent duty station was at the time it was Fort Drum, which is up in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody everybody knows them from being uh, home of the 10th Mountain Division, all that kind of stuff. It's a very storied unit from World War II and, 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 all the way up into the global war on terrorism, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, oh, well, I said, I, I hear that's a, you know, a, a cool opportunity. There's a lot of fun stuff to do up there. And he kind of asked me, he's like, were you in? I was like, yeah, I spent six years in a, an infantry unit in uh, central Florida. He goes, were you a reservist? I said, yeah, I, I was in the national guard with the, with the infantry brigade here in Florida. He goes, Oh, that's not really the military. And I was just like the, just the way he said it in the tone, I was just like, what? Huh? And the guy in the seat next to me, he goes, oh, shit, here we go. And he said something along the lines of like, um, he's like, dude, don't start. I said, no, no, sir. I said, I would love to hear your friend's opinion as asinine as it may be. And he's like, what do you mean asinine? I'm like, just why do you think we were not a real part of the military? He goes, well, you guys only go to drill one week in a month. And I'm like, okay. What else? What else you got? What is your, what other empirical evidence do you have to formulate this opinion? He goes, but you, you guys don't deploy as much. I'm like, uh-huh. What else? He goes, well, that's it, man. I was like, okay. So your first, your two comment points are, are, are kind of weak, my man. Like if this was, a, if I was at a, an attorney, I could just poke holes in your story. Like it's going to be terrible. I said, first off, I said, you got to understand when I went through infantry school at Fort Benning in 2003, I went through the same training as all of my active duty counterparts. The only time you knew somebody was different was when they were going through the chow hall and you had to say whatever branch you were or whatever component you had to say active duty. And you said the last four of your serial number of your social security number. Social security. Yeah, so mine was like National Guard, X, Y, Z, A, whatever. I'm not going to give that out, you know. Duh. Yeah, of course not. So that's Duh. the only time you would. That's the only time you know the difference. We went through the same training. I didn't get a half certification because I was filling. You know, I was going to end up going to the National Guard, and even that base training. I just remember this too. Like even these when I was at base training, you know. Some of these guys that were already going to go active duty and may have had airborne contracts or ranger contracts, like, yeah, you National Guard guys, you'd be good to fill up those fucking sandbags. I'm, and one of the guys who ended up not going through basic because he had a, an ulcer in his stomach, he was just like, dude, some of us have already been in for a year because they, they used to have this thing where it was called split ops. So you could go and do basic training one summer, at least become like, you know, basic, basic certified, all that kind of stuff. Yeah unit and then the next summer come back and do AIT so you do the first nine weeks one summer and then the following summer do the five weeks of AIT I don't think they do that anymore but I'm not 100% certain because I know they just I don't think they do I don't think they do it anymore no I think you're right about that man they just upped the total length of infantry school from 14 to 22 weeks you know, a lot more stuff. And it's it's good because you got a lot of guys actually going and they're doing better on weapons qualification. They're doing better on PT and this, that, and the other. So if it means that we come out better prepared to join the force and, you know, be an asset to our unit as opposed to, oh, here he comes fresh out of basic. This guy's going to be dragging ass and sucking wind. You know, we want to, you know, you don't want to have that stigma, stigma attached to you. So 
Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing. So go back and going back to the Uber story and the guy, you know, I told the guy, I said, so, okay. Yeah. We only go to drill one week in a month. However, you also have to juggle your professional life, your family life. If you're in college, your college life, and then your military life, you can't get kicked out of school for going, or you can't get kicked out of the military for going to school, but you yeah. can't potentially lose your job for having to go to the military so much. And I, a friend, it happened to a friend of mine. He was getting a work eval done on his uh, workmanship at work, and they didn't score him as high because he said, well, you're always gone. He's like, no, you really can't do that. You can't hold military duty against me. And if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, it's called USERA. And it is the Uniform Services Employment and Reemployment Rights Act. You cannot have your military service held against you in a detrimental way. Yeah. So and I, I'm explaining this to this guy. I'm like, we got to juggle all this stuff. I said, and by the, you know, I said, let me tell you something, dude. I've got more time in an army latrine than you've got in the army period. So I would just recommend and suggest that you just get a little bit more humble, you know? And then this guy, as he's getting out, cause I dropped him off at their destination. He's just like, I wasn't trying to pick on you, dude. I'm like, no, you totally were. It's good. I get it. But yeah. at the same time, when exactly. you, we all remember macho. You remember, dude, like you got out of base training. You were just, you know, full of piss and vinegar and you were just cock of the walk. You're just like, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're practically walking excuse the disney reference here but you're practically walking around like gaston out of freaking beauty and the beast it's like hey, i'm awesome hey, big barrel chested dweebus that's you know it's just full of shit or whatnot yeah i mean it's just I, I don't know where this where this comes from i mean i do but when you're when you're ingrained and indoctrinated with all the military training yeah. that you go through, they make you and build you up like that. Yeah. They, you, they get you to the point of being like, yeah, you're young, dumb, man. and full of, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. We're going to leave that alone. Anyway, mm -hmm. but you, you just, you go through all that nonsense of, you know, they just kind of build you up and put you on a pedestal. But what you don't know is that there's always somebody that's going to be doing the next higher echelon thing. So, you know, when you're a straight leg guy like we were, you've got airborne guys after that. After you got after you go airborne, then you go ranger, and you got guys that are SF. You know, so in in researching this topic, and thank you for bearing with me on that little bit of a long winded story. In researching the topic for this week's show, I was talking to uh, my friend Brian, who is um, my psychology source on a lot of things. So shout out to Brian. Our... Appreciate you. Shout outs to Brian, um, brother. Yeah, man. Um, he gave the example of think about you have the Navy SEAL, so they're probably one of, if not the premier, you know, special operations force in the military today. Yeah. Arguable point, not not going past that. Everybody has their own slice of the pie that they take care of. Rangers have their skill set, and SEALs have their skill set, green beanies, JTACs, all that stuff. Okay, everybody's got their own little slice of the pie they got going on. But imagine this. You have a guy who is in the SEALs maybe during the Cold War. So he's running around doing some clandestine shit. Is he getting into firefights and, and taking, you know, taking contact? Probably not. I, I would venture to say probably not. 
Probably not. Um, like during Cold War, I mean, like their main prob main operations were mainly like just getting guys from the east that wanted to defect to the west. Yeah, yeah, essentially. So if you look up, there's a guy named Pat McNamara. His name goes by Pat Mac on social media. Um, yep. He has his own average uh, dude stuff. Average dude, basic dude stuff. That's what basic, basic dude stuff. Yeah, basic yeah. dude stuff. A really funny guy. He retired <laughs> out of as a sergeant major out of uh, Delta. Just, I mean, still looks like he can still whip a motherfucker's ass, like straight up. Like, oh yeah, just, it works out a lot. But he's no done doubt. a lot of stuff. And he actually, this is what he did when he was a young guy coming up through the ranks of you know special forces and all that kind of stuff. He was in Berlin, you know, making having all these plans in place for guys that wanted to defect they didn't get in contact with them defect them over to the west all that kind of jazz but anyway like i was saying imagine you have you know a couple of guys sitting around like they have these big seal reunions every so often like once a year or whatnot and you've got a guy that's maybe a cold war seal who didn't deploy did some cool high-speed shit in his day during that context during that time but then you've got a, a younger cat who is a seal that was in somebody kind of along the lines of like a Chris Kyle who went over to Iraq four times during global war on terrorism. You went from being, you know, pre nine 11 where nothing happened to post nine 11 where our, you know, deployment cycle ramped up. I mean, hell mm -hmm. we the, just the, the size of the forces themselves, the different, like, Air Force had over a million airmen in it, and that's, like, one of the first few times that's happened, I believe, if, if I remember correctly, but anyway, I mean, you imagine the conversation. Like a, mil a million personnel? A million personnel in the Air Force, which is Shit. not that common, yeah, because they had a lot of dudes back yeah. then, but. I thought they were at, like, the, the like, 700,000 mark or the, something like that. I think. I think they were, and then they just swelled by that many people. So, anyway, so you kind of know that when. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. No, I, well, I was gonna say I I know our numbers, as in like the army swelled, and I only say that because when I was in basic, there was like, and this is like 2005. Our num like the basic the, the the trainees that went through basic during the time that I went through, like it was so backed up especially just trying to get people to different schools like airborne and air assault and all these other different schools that you were trying to go to. It was so bad. Like, I, th I think I might've spoken about it on the show. Like I, I actually ended up getting an airborne contract because one of the recruits in my, in my platoon ended up giving up his, uh, you know, his ranger school and all that stuff. And, uh, his, his, you know, ranger school ended up coming with, with airborne. So they had to fill those two different slots for, you know, what he was doing at some point. So I was like, Hey, I'll take airborne. And, um, the unfortunate thing was that, that they ended up not sending me because there was such a backup of recruits going through all these schools. Of course. So, yeah. I mean, hell, I even think it, when I remember when I went through, they only had like five battalions, I think, at Sand Hill. It was uh, it was uh, 119, 219, 254, 258, and then 150. And then I think they added yeah. possibly a sixth battalion to just to handle the influx of guys. I mean, 
Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of people. But anyway, so you kind of see, you know, how even though you have these guys, these stoic warriors like seals, you know, there might be a little bit of an inferiority complex because the guy was in, you know, quote unquote peacetime because it was a cold war but it wasn't like an active you know unless you're talking about like a proxy war like korea or vietnam or something like that um if you were like late 80s up into the 90s until we had the first gulf war what a lot of stuff going on versus a guy who was in gwat and it's just like he deployed an ass ton of times so Mm -hmm. all that good stuff so you know it's um it's it's kind of interesting how all that kind of stuff happens so, um, what I also wanted to bring up was the fact that there's something kind of sort of related to the inferiority complex, and that is the superiority complex. So, yeah, yeah. this is um, related to it is related to the inferior, inferiority complex is a superiority complex. This is a psychological defense mechanism in which a person's outward display of superiority displaces or conceals their feelings of inferiority. Differentiated, uh, I'm sorry, let me cut that part. The superiority complex results in vulgar displays of self-worth or status stemming from underlying feelings of inferiority. And as soon as I read this, it made me immediately think of an example. Um, being a reservist, you have these guys that just have regular jobs, but, you know, being an after unit, we're kind of expected to have a certain level of, you know, prestige and badassery, so to speak. But you have these guys where they would come to drill and they were just absolute dicks to other people. Like they're lower enlisted people underneath them because their civilian job was that they were a bag boy at Publix. And then you go to drill and now you're a freaking your staffs aren't in charge of, you know, eight dudes. Yeah. So you're going to take advantage of that while you can, because the next month you're just going to be like, Paper you're going to be Mr. P on again. Exactly. So and it makes total sense. I mean, I, I can totally understand that. However, for me, I've just had enough experiences with not the best leadership at times. Don't get me wrong. I've had fantastic leaders throughout my career officers ncos warrant officers it's it's i've been very fortunate to have some good people to get to be mentored by and from but you're always going to have that little bit of people where you're just like "Eh." so and especially when they come off like that you end up feeling like a little like just minor and you're just like "Eh." you know you just feel like it's it's total just absolute garbage and all that kind of stuff so yeah it sucks it totally does so yeah man so so some of the signs of um inferiority complex is going to be very similar to depression, you know, just kind of seeming like they're a little bit off their game. Um, Where was it here? So yeah, it occurs basically when the feelings inferiority are intensified in the individual through discouragement or failure. Those who are are at risk for developing the complex include people who show signs of low self-esteem or self-worth. Self worth, worth, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Jesus. Sarah, it's been a long day, dude. These, these uh, long days yeah. are killing me. Have low status in their peer group. They also display symptoms similar to depression, like I just said. Children reared in household where the parents are perceived as having overbearing expectations may also develop 
an inferiority complex as well. Like for the folks that are just expected, like in certain cultures or certain, you know, ethnic backgrounds, they're just expected to be excellent at everything they do from the word go of VPK all the way up through college and all this stuff. So yeah. I, I totally get it. So, um, you know, what are the effects of um, inferiority complex? Well, it's definitely going to have effect on your self con on your subconscious. Yep. Um, your self-esteem, like we just mentioned, it's going to be totally just, you know, garbage. You're going to have a lot of negative thoughts, not very uplifting. So what can we do about that? So we, we checked um, two. I found two different articles we, what we're going to reference here. Uh, the first one is going to talk about – cut that off. Sorry, I'm just trying to pull up my stuff here. So the first one that we're going to talk about, they have five different ways to counteract inferiority complex. Okay. So the first one being that you want to build self-confidence, treat yourself better, act confident, do what you love, embrace yourself. Is there anything in your body that you don't feel confident about? Maybe your smile, your nose, your hair. The trick here is to either accept yourself the way that you are or do something about it, okay? And the yeah. easiest way that I can reference this is to bring up, again, once again, your lovely wife, you know? If mm -hmm. you have, you know, people around you that aren't the best people, that aren't rooting for you, why the fuck are they around you? Why are they in your circle, you know? Yep. So something she something she taught me earlier change this year. Change your circle, she's like, you change your life. There you go. Change your circle, change your life. And I really thought about that one day, and I was like, Man, that's deep. That's some, yeah. That's, that's some, some deep shizzle. That's some dope stuff right there. Absolutely. So surround yourself um, with uplifting people. You know, it's important wow. to realize the inferiority complex might be linked to those people around you. Um, it might be your relatives, your friends at college, your siblings, or your colleagues. Analyze your interactions with them. Now, this may be a little bit of a stretch, but there's, um, I believe, a, a syndrome called Munch. Munchin or Munchausen or something like that, Munchin by proxy. And basically what happens is the person gets sick from being around another person, okay? Um, basically, like when they're around this person, they start to feel ill, so signs of not feeling well, being under the weather, having some type of ailment or something. They go to the hospital, they're not around that person, and they just miraculously get better. They go back yeah. home or wherever their living situation is, get put back in the same situation and it just, everything just starts to nosedive and decline right from there again. So it's kind of, that's probably a little bit of a stretch, but I would say it's probably something, you know, similar in the fact that if you stay around that negativity, man, that shit's going to drain on you and just wear your ass down. And it's so good, man. Like freaking, you gotta get out of that stuff. So yeah. Uh, the next bullet point that they had in this, did you want to say something, dude? I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep. No, no, no. Here. Um, I I totally I, I totally get and agree with a lot of this stuff, man. Like I've I've had, you know, because when I when I originally when I originally wanted to join the army, I had this whole thing of, uh, you know, I wanted to be the best warrior I could be. I wanted to be the hardest the hardest hard the hardest of the hard. I wanted to be that hardcore son of the son of a bitch that you know runs into a house and comes out with the blood of my enemies on me, um, after killing like twenty of them. But I, you know, I, good, I, folks, I before, before we get comments, you know, no, he's good. We check him out. He's all right. You know? <laughs> but you, gotta understand, you have to understand that you do get indoctrinated like that. You do get indoctrinated yeah. 
especially being a combat arms guy, you're going to get indoctrinated with that kind of mentality of like, go in there and be the most ruthless, badass, some bitch you can be come out alive. So there's, there's the kind one of one man army, but, yeah, um, no such thing. That's, yeah, the lowest, no such thing. that's the lowest form of organization in the military is a battle buddy team. So, and here yep. we are, the battle, battle bros. Um, but yeah, man, like I remember, um, going through, you know, a whole lot of stuff in my head, like thinking to myself, like, oh, well, I didn't get this. I didn't get this. I didn't get this. And, uh, for a long time, it kind of bugged me. It made me feel like, man, I could have done so much better with what I have right now. Um, God, excuse me. Jesus. That came out of nowhere. Um, and this is a live show, folks. So there we go. We yeah, that didn't mean for that to come out. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, so but yeah, so I, uh, you know, it was it was it was it was one of those things where I I struggled for a long time with trying to figure out a way to uh, show I had what it took to kind of you know, be that guy, that, that kind of go-to guy. And every time I kind of, every time I kind of failed to, to kind of, or at least what I felt like, what I felt was like failing to show that it, or it, 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 it really, it just, it sucked. It sucked. Um, and, um, you know, even to this day, even to this day, which I think we'll talk about, we'll talk about the civilian side of it too here uh, in a little bit. But, um, like even to this day, like I still feel like there was way more I could have done in my military career. Um, like you know, I still feel like I didn't do as much as I should have or could have. Does that make sense? Yeah, but you also have to te- you have to temper that with the fact too of you know as you discussed in the last couple episodes you got out because you were gonna have a family and that's yeah that's not taking the chicken shit way out I mean you're you're just switching your priorities your priorities are yeah. I'm gonna do the best I can to protect my country scratch out country and insert family I mean you're still doing the same thing although slightly different processes and procedures and all that stuff, you're still out there being a guardian to somebody and that's your wife and your two boys. So, yeah. And, and you, you know, to- it was, yeah, yeah. And exactly. And uh, it's funny too. Cause like one of the articles that you had up, like the one thing that stuck out to me when I was kind of like breezing through them was uh, this portion, which I think you're going to get to that, this next article here soon, but it's uh called the failure life trap which i'm gonna i'm gonna read it off for you um just real quick it says the failure life trap or schema uh is a pattern of thinking and behavior that has its roots in childhood it may result from being constantly criticized by your parent and can lead to self-sabotaging behavior uh you see yourself and your achievements as never meeting the standards of your peers and you give up trying which becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy um, remember what my wife talked about last episode where there was a lot of things that I kind of left undone but when, in my younger years. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember that. I, I think in large portion, like that, that right there explains kind of like what my life was in a large aspect as to, or uh, excuse me, in a large aspect with my military career. I was not living up to what I thought was what should have been the standard for me. As, oh, your potential, your potential. Exactly. As a military, as yeah, as a serve, as a, as a military man. And therefore I just didn't, I just didn't start. I just didn't continue trying to do better. So, and I can also, I can kind of put that in perspective the same way too. Um, you know, one of the things that, I was I was ready to go in and, and stay in, but one of the big things that kind of did it for me, and I know when people are going to be like, "Dude, that's everywhere you go," was was the politics, was the office politics, the good old boy system, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's like the National Guard and the reserves are kind of have the very bad uh, stigma of having that be attached to it. And in some cases, it's absolutely true, and in other cases, it's it's not so much, you know. Um, I, I got tired of the fact. So in, in my old battalion, you had a lot of guys that like my buddy, Brian, um, and the guys that he served with that went and they were in Iraq when everything kicked off in 03. Um, those guys all stayed in together. A lot of these guys are in the higher echelons. Now I've got several friends of mine that are, um, you know, up there like E8, E9s. My old squad leader is now the state sergeant major for recruiting for the national yeah. guard bureau and stuff so um i mean yeah it's there's just all that you know camaraderie there together which is great you know but it got to the point of being clickish because you know they were asking like they were trying to see about getting guys promoted and this that and the other and they were like oh my goodness did you uh, did, uh, did 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 you go to afghan did you go to iraq you went with us right i'm like no i went to I- afghanistan sergeant oh you didn't go to iraq i'm like no i went to Afghanistan, Sergeant, I was in OEF four, you know, uh, Operation Phoenix four. So you didn't go to Iraq. Uh, negative, Sergeant. Like, oh, okay. Well, well, we'll take a look at your stuff and go out the door. And the next guy comes up behind me. Hey, man, did you go to Iraq? Yeah. All right. Cool. Absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna try to get you promoted. I'm just like, ah, okay. Now, yeah. and I know that's politics everywhere you go, but like, you just. Military is kind of like first responders, like firefighters and, and cops and stuff. They're just held to a higher standard. Yeah. Now, and I think that that's, you know, kind of a little bit unreasonable because at the base, at the root of the whole thing, you still have the human component. So there is, yeah, there is that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I served with some really cool guys and it was just, it was kind of a bummer for other guys that were in there that were, had the similar experiences with them to treat people like that. So I was just like, yeah, I'm good. You know, my other big gripe, I wish that I had, you know, I, I did now, I did go overseas. I did deploy. I was in a, you know, four deployed area and stuff, but I never got my CIB. So every time I see guys that, um, for those of you that don't know, that's your combat infantry badge, which basically says you have been in action. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, it's that thing right there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that pretty much says that you've been in combat. You've had your metal tested and all that kind of stuff. Where we were at in country, it was, you know, pretty quiet. It was up in the northern part. You know, they were pretty much pro-US for the most part up there. Yeah. So. 
we really didn't have a whole lot happen. So it's, it's kind of a sore point. Yeah, I did deploy. Yeah. I did go downrange. I did, you know, go over and do my, my job and everything else. And, yeah. you know, that's, there's a lot to be said for that. I am a, I am a combat veteran because I went overseas, I guess you could say. And some people might disagree with this opinion. Um, I've, you know, I've had several people tell me like, dude, you went overseas, you're a combat vet. I'm like, I wasn't in combat though. They're like, well, you went over there. I'm like, Potato bowling shoes. We'll just argue a different. I'm going to tell you this. I've, I I I I honestly value the EIB more than I value my combat infantryman's badge, and I never got a chance to get that. I failed halfway through that shit. So, uh, I wouldn't say to beat yourself up too too much about it because I, well, I I failed at something I wanted to get really badly, and I didn't get no, it. So I I get you, man. I mean, like one of the cool things that I got to do that I wasn't even planning on was um I got to do the uh I got to do the shoot the sneer, which is the German Armed Forces uh, proficiency. Mm, I wanted to do that, and you know, you know, it's a marksmanship um, decoration. So basically, it's on on you wear the way you wear it is like a big medallion which has like that imperial uh, German eagle on a on a here, and then it has a rope a cord that goes down and attaches underneath your lapel. Um, yeah. it, it's pretty cool. Not too many guys get them, but we had some guys that came down from CENTCOM to Camp Blanding or came up to Camp Blanding. So we got to shoot their weapon systems. Now we didn't do the complete one where it was like uh, we did rifle and pistol, but you're all supposed to do heavy machine gun, light machine gun. But their embassy was like, you Rifle and pistol, okay, which basically it's just a G36 and it's a USP nine millimeter. So I was like, yeah, you know, and I got to, I got, I shot silver on it, which is like their equivalent of um, sharpshooter. So I was like, that's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a little bit of a, you know, it used to be a, a, a lot more of a sore point that I didn't have a CIB, but you know, I've kind of been yeah. talking to people, I've made my peace with it and all that kind of jazz. But anyway, so, it's everywhere you go in the military. I mean, it, it's crazy. And that's kind of a good point of, you know, right here on the next point, bullet point on this article is don't be harsh on yourself. There's yeah. absolutely need to be harsh on yourself, practice self-care, love yourself, be kind to yourself. Do not overanalyze situations. I'm a Virgo. I'm guilty as sin about that. So that's like, yeah, that's, that's not as easier said than done. Do not uh, yourself to change overnight. Give yourself time. Give yourself time to heal. And then the last point in this one article was self-talk. Practice positive self-talk. Encourage yourself. Praise yourself for all the good traits that you have. People who have an inferiority complex tend to do negative self-talk to themselves. Try to change the tone in your words that you use for yourself. Listen, being you know the fact that I'm an Army vet, military vet, I, I do something dumb. I'm like, oh, you freaking idiot, you dumb dick. What were you thinking? Like, yeah do that because you just it's kind of familiar you know you have and that kind of i do that shit all the time i'm i'm <laughs> probably the most guilty of just absolutely like, insulting myself when i feel like i've done something yeah. wrong you're walking in your room and you like stub your pinky toe on the foot of the bed you're like seriously you're fucking retarded oh <laughs> I don't like to say that word out loud because it's not exactly PC anymore, but in my head, yeah. I call myself a, a goober and much worse. Oh yeah. All the damn time. All the damn time. So. Um, okay. So another article that we were able to source was talking about how to overcome 
you know, some, with some different aspects of inferiority complex and what it was talked about. Um, let me see here. So the first bullet point it had, it said, was make fewer comparisons. So going down to this, you find the first spot. So um, social media can lead to unhealthy comparisons for some people. Now, this, I think, is a very, very good point that they bring up with this. Perfectly captured, cropped, and filtered images on Instagram can make it seem that everyone is better looking than you and enjoying a more glamorous lifestyle. But social media isn't real life, and you're only seeing a highly edited, curated subset of someone else's best moments. I mean, think about it. They're not putting this stuff on there to make them look bad. They're, they're going for the people to smash that like and subscribe button or whatnot to get followers. Yep. I kind of crap. So I'm very, very glad that they included that in this particular uh, conversation about this. Okay. Um, let's see. So yeah, fewer comparisons. If you find the endless social media scroll is making you feel inferior, try to restrict the time you spend on these platforms. That's very very, very valid point, okay? Uh, the next point they have is practice gratitude. Research shows that if you're grateful for the things in your life, you'll tend to make fewer comparisons with other people. What are you grateful for? Make a list. Make things that you have you grateful for. So I can easily just say like this. Is it shitty that I never got the chance to earn the CIB? A little part of me still feels like that because I would, I would own that you know that's something like they tell you from day one of base training it's like this is what your goal is as an infantryman is to go out there and try to earn this shit you know yeah but as my mom will say she goes i'm so glad that you came home mostly intact she goes i worry about you upstairs in your in that headspace of yours physically you're okay mentally you're a little bit cuckoo for cocoa puffs like, she thanks mom she goes well i'm gonna tell you how i see the things so absolutely just kidding, mom. I love you. Um, <laughs> but you know, the thing is, there's there's a lot of guys that come home that have injuries. I know several people that have been blown up that have been injured in IED, VBIEDs, um, EFP types of injuries and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, counting my blessings. Yeah, I came home pretty much in good working order. Um, so if that means I don't get my CIB, hey, is what it is. So. Um, next point that they made was challenge your thinking. So one of the most effective things you can do is to challenge any unhelpful thinking styles and negative thoughts that leave you feeling inferior, unworthy, and defective. This is something that therapy can help with. Now, you know, if you have the ability to go see someone who is trained and educated in therapy techniques and whatnot, educated. do it. Hell yeah. These people are just here to help you out and be able to kind of get you kind of back up in the saddle on that horse going through your life saying, I'm living my best life, but not social media best life, like living your best life, so to speak. Okay. So the next point, um, this is something that I kind of go a little bit both ways on. So the next bullet point was don't rely on positive affirmations. This sounds counterintuitive as we're often told that repeating positive affirmations can boost, boost self-esteem. But research shows that while this may work for people who are already confident, if you have low self-esteem, it can make you feel worse. Challenging your thinking is more effective. And the fact that, you know, when Alamo and I worked together at a, a firearms retailer in a certain department, 
you know, the management usually would only come around if they needed us to give somebody the special VIP treatment or if something was busted wrong or we're getting a complaint about something being busted mm-hmm. or broken. So other yep. than that, we were pretty much just kind of like, all right, you guys know what you're doing. Just go, whatever. And I had another experience very similar to that where, you know, kind of from that first situation I just described, you know, going into a new position at a new retailer, you know, I had one of the owners come by and he was just like, I just want to tell you, you're doing a, you're doing a great job, Mac. I'm like, um, I honestly, what was that movie? That movie, um, what's that movie? Uh, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby is he sitting there. He's just like, <laughs> Talladega Nights. <laughs> yes. I literally sat here and oh, I, on the God. inside, just like scratching out. I'm just like, I don't know what to I don't do. know what to do with my hands. Yeah, I was like, can you just tell me now? My owner at this, the, the owner, the, the owner drove good. Car, car ran really good. Guys in the pit crew did a good job. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but the owner, this owner that I had, you know, he was a very, very gracious gentleman, and he was just like, I just want to tell you, you're doing a great job, and I'm just like wow, that still kind of exists because the other owner didn't really have that same kind of business mentality. And that's not either, yeah. that's either here nor there. It's just how this person was. They were very kind of, I hate to say business old school, but there's still kind of that crap that goes on where it's like, oh, that ex- that old excuse of, oh, it's just business. It's like, no, it's like, don't let it be a business excuse. Just be human and like treat people like people instead of yeah. falling back on that tired old bullshit excuse so but this particular guy like i said is very gracious gentleman very respectful very polite just kind incredibly kind you just you had no choice to willingly respect him and admire him because of how he was he was just treated everybody walk up shake your hand say how you're doing how's your wife doing how's your kids you know all that kind of stuff just very very personable and he came up and he said hey i just want to tell you you're doing a great job i appreciate all the hard work you're doing i'm just like um I really don't know how to say that or what to say to that. Can you just tell me that I'm worthless and that like, (laughs) and that was just comfortable. That was familiar to me. You know, it's just like, I know what to do. And I was like, okay, so I work harder and we'll, we'll, we'll try to fix things, but to just get that. And just so unabashedly, he's just like, Hey man, y'all are kicking ass. Like you're doing everything. We asked, 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 sound like my mother. You're doing where you guys are doing everything that is being asked of you. There you go, there, Bill. My name is Mac, and I have mush mouth. And I'm sorry. Doggone it. People like it. Yeah, it's just terrible. Like this. That's the bad thing about doing a podcast on a Friday night is at the end of the week, your brain's just mush. You're just like trying to get yourself a. Yeah, pretty much. So the next point that this article has, give yourself a chance. If you tend to avoid situations where you could fall, where you could fail, excuse me, or might feel inadequate, try instead to put yourself in situations where realistic achievements are possible. Okay. Another thing I relate to that is when I was in high school being a band student, you know, one of the things that we were required to do was we had to make an audition tape for various um one of the different um like organizations throughout like the county the state like we had all county we had all state we had quad county we had tri-state there was several different you know types of things you go to and what you do is you go with all of these players 
these other musicians that are just really good at, at what they do. So it's like, it's like having an all-star team that plays instruments. So they're really good. And you, and it's great because you, and I, I wish I'd had the, the, the wisdom I have about this kind of, excuse me, about this stuff now is like you go and you meet these people and you learn tips of the trade and you learn how to get better as a player or different things and this, that, and the other, and you make these friendships and, and these connections and whatnot. And I was just of the person like, I am going to make the tape because I'm required to do so, but I don't really want to go to any of these things because like, I'm good for me and I'm okay with that. I don't need somebody else to tell me that I'm good. I said, I'm good for me. I'm where I'm supposed to be. And that's that. So, you know, that's, that's how I, how I kind of compare that. Do you have anything you want to add to that there, bud? Well, and, and, and we're talking about like, just, um, I'm having a total brain fart right now. I just had, I, I had it in my head and now I just, now I'm, now I lost it. See, Friday nights, this is what happens. Yeah. Absolutely. Plus, you got to understand, folks, when we get together, like, a hilarity ensues. So, like, we're usually just <laughs> running around, digging around, and they're just like, what are we doing? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Fuck, I forgot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, if it comes back to you, man, what were you going to yeah, say? No, um, yeah, I, I was never... Like I know when I when I was when I was in high school I was never really one of those people that like really kind of dooted my own horn I I I I I was I'm not gonna say that I was humble I was just never really I guess you could say confident or 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 oh well, actually yeah yeah I was never I, I was never really overconfident in what I you know what I was able to do or what I could do. Um, I always tried to, I always tried to really keep myself, um, what's the word? Grounded, humble. Tried to keep myself grounded. Yeah, I, I was, but then again, I also, I also always did have kind of like a, uh, a, a self-confidence thing going on. Like I was, oh, I, I wasn't, huh? Oh, said, oh yeah, me too, man. Like I. I wasn't over, like because I was never overtly confident, but I was never truly like not confident. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Or, or lacking of confidence, yeah. yeah. Or, or lacking, lacking of confidence. But my 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 self confidence was definitely limited, to say the least. I got you know you. What I'm I mean, especially especially where we went to high school. I mean, there was yeah. clearly the hierarchy between the classes and whatnot. Oh I mean, God, yeah. Especially when you start off as a freshman, you just feel like a little tiny minnow in a freaking shark tank. You're just like, oh shit, somebody's gonna like literally just eat me here any minute. Like it's terrible. Yeah. And then you. By the way, if you guys hear my dog in the background, I really do apologize. She's again, <laughs> she's an idiot. I've said it before on the podcast, but hey, she, she's hey, an idiot. Hey. She's keeping you safe, dude. Respect. Yeah. Respect. Also true. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I don't know why. This is weird. So the, the, <laughs> so the points that this article had um, to help out with uh, the inferiority complex, uh, practice mindfulness. Mindfulness meditation yeah. helps bring you back to the present instead of ruminating on past mistakes or worrying 
about the future. Research shows that mindfulness can increase self-acceptance, which may reduce your feelings of inferiority. Um, you know, and again, me being a Virgo, I have that problem where I am very critical of my failures. Um, I remember one time and my, my two brothers and they watch this, they're going to laugh because they know the story of my mom. If she ever does watch the show, we'll laugh too. But, uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, friggin', uh, I was with my dad my dad and I used to work together, um, before I left for basic training. And then after I got back, especially after I got back from Afghanistan and, um, I was going across, we worked, uh, in the golf course business and I was going across and made a mistake and kind of just did something that was totally preventable. And he was just like, Ugh. and he just, and I, I was like, listen, I, you know, cause he was, a, he was a little bit of a perfectionist and there's nothing wrong with that. We were both Virgos, you know, he has trained me to a much higher um, level of um, performance than the other Cruz did. So I did something really dumb and I just totally ate it. I was like, listen, you are absolutely 100% right. I was not paying attention. I messed up. I caused damage to this equipment. Mind you, it wasn't anything super severe, but it was still damage. Right. Yeah. And he would just sit there and I was like, Dad, I said, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I wasn't paying attention. I'm going to totally eat this because. It's, it's my turn to eat the crow, so to speak. I'm sorry. I'll do my best and I'll let it happen again. And we were driving. Now, this was down like Fort Myers. And we're driving home. And he's just like, I just don't see how. And like he would just like, it was just like, just go. We'd have the conversation. It would stop. And we'd go all the way back. And it started again and all. Yeah. He just kept going through the cycle. Just kept repeating, kept repeating, kept repeating. And I just like. And he got to like an hour later. He's like, you know, I just, I'm like, dad, I said, listen, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I did not live up to your expectations. And it just, it kind of bugged me a little bit because it got brought up so much. Now, mind you, if you're talking like a, a thin piece of metal that hangs off to one side that guides all of the, you know, the soil and material into a chute to put it up the back into the, the truck bed of the, of the vehicle you're driving. Oh, but he just oh, would not let go. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, it absolutely is. You know, like it says, just it's just all that kind of stuff. And then the last one is um, practice self-acceptance. Own your flaws and securities, which I tried to do just there, dad. Um, no one's perfect, and that's okay. Give yourself a break. Again, the biggest problem there, if, if anybody's into that whole you know, astrology thing, I'm a Virgo, so that probably explains a lot of what you see in a very self, as I've been growing up, and now that I'm 37, a very self-deprecating sense of humor. So, yeah, but um, what else did you want to add to that there, Alma? I mean, knowing all those points are and the stuff you brought up earlier. Well, I mean... I'm going to be honest, like, I, I know, like, with me, like, you mentioned your dad, like, your dad kind of, like, you know, kind of giving you crap about, you know, all that other stuff, and... I, th I think you know, he knew in, like, his own backwards, like, reverse psychology kind of way, like, he knew if I, if I, like, really kicked my own ass mentally, like, that mistake was not going to happen again, because, one, I had to work with my boss, who was the owner of the company, and he was an interesting individual yeah. this guy was in the marine corps and then he also became a cpa 
So you can't tell him anything if it's not his own idea. So there's that. So it's yeah. just like, and he just kind of had his way of doing things. I'm just like, Ugh, here we go with more of this stuff. But, you know, because the few times I had to, I learned from it and it was just like, okay, never again, never yeah. again. And see, that's the no. thing. <laughs> and, and, and see, that's the thing is like be, beating yourself up. Like if there's anybody, oh God, if there's anybody that's like guilty of something like that, uh, like just beating themselves up over and over and over and over and over again over something, it's, it's me. Like I like, especially when I make a mistake that I know is that I like, I knew, like I knew I fucked up. I, I will. <laughs> I like, the, I like the emphasis there. You're like, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. I, I, I think you dropped I'm, three octaves there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very incredibly hard on myself. Yeah. Um. I, I guess just call it the nature of, 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 you know, who I evolved into from when I was younger to like, you know, my military career and then everything else in between uh, then and now, but especially now, like I'm like, I'm very, if I, like, if I mess up, you know, it could be something very simple. And, and like, uh, I'm trying to not mention something that's going <laughs> to. Um, it's got to do, it's gotta do with your lovely wife, doesn't it? I, uh, no. Well, I mean, well, there are some with her, but I, I'm not going to mention those either. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's, let's 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 just let's just put this shit in reverse and just back off this one way street at dead ends. Yep, 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 yep. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like I know for a fact when I like, it could be something simple. It could be something big. Like something simple, I'll be uh, I'll dwell on it for like you know for like a while, and then it's like oh yeah, well, you know okay, I guess there's nothing else I can do about it. But if it's something big. Like the, like my bet, like the best one that I can come up with right now is when I, you know, uh, failing out of being a cop, um, that right there for me, you can't get any more real than that. I mean, yeah, that's, that's some real shit. Yeah. And it, it, cause I, 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 at the time I didn't really acknowledge it as issues that I was having, you know, while I was, I was, I was just pegging it up to, you know, it's the learning curve, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, the, the most common thing I had been told while I was there was, you know, well, they just want you to be a cop. They don't want, you know, and, and, and with being a cop, you know, it's, it's all about the, the snap, the quick decisions you gotta in, cause sometimes, the decision you make could be the difference between life and death for everybody around you, including yourself. Um, it's, it's no different than when you're a soldier. It's no different than when you're a Marine airman, whatever, whatever the case may be, whatever your military service was, hell you could be an EMT. You know what I mean? Firefighter, uh, trying, absolutely. firefighter trying to save somebody's life or whatever. Uh, those snap quick decisions, you know, are key and important and and there's no room for second guessing there's no room for any of that and i found myself and and 
call it the call it the worst case of imposter syndrome. Like I, I was, you know, I was dressed in the uniform and everything else, and I just, I just didn't feel like, you know, I was earning. I didn't feel like I was earning the the title that I had been given yet. Like I'm like, man, like I'm, I'm trying to because I I wanted to be like the perfect cop where it was like, oh yeah. I'm a hard ass when I need to be and the nice guy when I need to be. You know what I mean? I I was trying to go for this balance and and well-rounded, yeah. Yeah, it, it was overthought. You know what I mean? It was overthought and when I failed at it, you talk about just the amount of like dude, you're such a fuck up. Like like why didn't you just listen to what they were saying? Like they just everybody was telling you the same thing. Just be a cop, just be a cop, just be a cop, just be a cop, you know? And, you know, thinking about it now, it still really sucks. Um, but I, I've, I've, I've started to kind of come to terms with it at this point now, um, where, you know, it, 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 I, I, I learned to a, a not take it personally. Um, and B, because for for a time there, I did. I I was I was pretty jaded. I was I was I really was. Oh, yeah. taking it, you know, really being your friend, like I remember that. Like you were, you kind of it was a little bit. You were a bit detached at times. You were just kind of like pushing the world away for a little bit because you wanted this for so long, and then it didn't happen. It's, I can only imagine what that's like. You're just like, yeah, you know, especially to like to get it, and then it just like dissolved. That, poof, gone. And I was like, oh, well, what? And then when I try to go back and try and get another job, you know, nobody wants to get me. You know what I mean? The, the first place that did fired me. So, um, dude, it was, yeah, it was, it was bad. It, it was, it was, it was one of those things of just feeling like, you know, I, I beat myself up hard too for a long time, dude. For sure. a long time. Cause I said to myself, like, dude, like, what, like, what are you doing? Like that you're, 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 you're self sabotaging yourself. You're being a jackass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what you just said, man, that's a huge part of that. That those inferiority complex and self sabotage, man, they go pretty hand in hand. I mean, yeah. they're they're kind of symbiotic almost, where they just they feed off of each other, but. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I get it. There's there's all kinds of different experiences you can go through, whether it's military, whether it's employment-wise, whether it's your personal life. I mean, you, you know, something doesn't work out. Like, I, I get it. You know, you don't have the, the, the Hollywood, you know, life or marriage that you wanted or the relationship or whatnot. You know, whatever the case may be, like, it happens. So you know, yeah. the best thing you can do is just, you know, like you said, make peace with it and pull yourself up by your bootstraps and keep calm and drive on. There you go. So, so tell us, folks, what are your thoughts and comments on this? You know, is there anything that we you think we might have missed? Anything you think we hit around the nose? We'd love to hear your commentary on it. Um, for those folks that are watching live, if you want to say something before we cut off, you know, please feel free to do yeah. so. Um, when this video goes please up later, do. yeah. When this video goes up later on uh, YouTube, you can always add comments in the comment section of that, and then. Um, we will answer there. folks so that's a promise yeah. you can be you, that's a promise you can be sure of absolutely so 
Well, I think that's it for this one. So let's yeah, start boy. closing this out. So um, when we started this show four months ago now, you know, we were kind of thinking about, you know, how can we brand ourselves? How can we, you know, find something that's going to attract people to us? And one of the things that we decided to talk about um, was just talking to other organizations. Like I remember you know, um, when we were, when we were in high school, it was, what was the mantra that we had? It was like, believe, achieve, succeed. Succeed. Right. So, you know, we were kind of Best. thinking about what, what can we use to, you know, help people out when things get going and things get tough and they're just a little bit sideways or not getting the traction they need to get through their week or even their day. So we came up with the battle bros code. And the only thing you have to remember is the word bros, B-R-O-S. Okay. Each one of those is a very important step. So number one, B, be tenacious in every facets and aspect of your life do things to your 100 ability to the fullest measure possible just don't go through and half-ass stuff because that's when bad things happen do everything yeah. you can to be the best at what you can do okay whether it's being uh, an employee whether it's being a student whether it's being a parent whether it's being a brother a friend you know a confidant somebody take that responsibility and take it to the fullest possible extent okay r refuse to surrender there are going to be things that happen in your life where they don't go as you want things are going to get you stuck in a rut hey i think we just talked about that wow mm -hmm. things are going to happen where you're not you know able to continue forward doing the things you want to do okay don't let it beat you it's gonna be better for you well, let me just say it that way Anytime you have those, ex those experiences, it's a test. Okay, it's a test of your willpower. It's a test of your composure. It's a test of your, you know, um, your refusal to surrender. You know, don't don't let these things happen. Accept what happened, and then go back to it. Maybe try it from a different angle. You never know what's going to happen. Mm. Oh, obliterate your obstacles. Kind of going in conjunction with the last topic point we talked about, okay? There are going to be times when you get stopped dead in your tracks. There's going to be times where you have to take detours. It might be longer than the trip itself, but you have to take a detour, okay? That's fine. Just know and, and remember to keep your objective, your goals in mind and keep them fresh in your head so that you can reach and hit the X on the OBJ, on the objective, okay? Don't let things get you twisted. Sometimes you got to go a quarter mile backwards before you start tracking back north again. And that's fine. Let those things happen. It's part of the process. Okay. Um, the last one is our most important one. That's S. It's seek help, seek out a friend in need in a, in the time of in need. In the time okay? of need. Thank you for curing me of my mush mouth here. Like, let me just say it and say it in my NPR voice. Seek <laughs> out a friend in time of need. You must seek out a friend in a time of need. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> NPR voice. That's so what this means, folks, is, you know, we all face stuff. We all face challenges in our, in our daily lives, in our weekly lives, in our lives in general. Okay. Humans are not isolationists. We are designed to be social creatures, much like wolves or Absolutely. much like a, 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 you know, a, a group of monkeys in the wild or gorillas or whatnot. We're, we're very social, okay? That being said, use that. Utilize that tool. Utilize the fact that we can lean on other people, okay? 
there's going to be times when you may have some thoughts in your head that aren't really copacetic to live in your best life. There's going to be times when things get you, you know, sideways, twisted, off kilter, off balance, whatever. Okay. I know if I ever need it, I can call this guy right here and he's going to pick up the phone and just be like, Hey man, what you need? What's up? And I would do the same thing for him because we've done it. We've done that before. Okay. Yar. Heaven forbid, you know, let me, let me take a step back. You know, we talk a lot of talk lately has been on, you know, the coronavirus pandemic, the COVID pandemic, all that kind of stuff. But there's another pandemic, and that is the amount of service members that take their own lives that take their own lives on a daily basis. It's usually yeah. around the average of about 22, and let's face it, that's way too damn many. Yeah. Okay, the fact that people aren't getting the resources they need, they aren't getting the help that they need. We got to fix that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say seek out a friend. If anything, sit down, talk with a friend. Maybe you can figure out a solution amongst it. You know, there's a, there's a, a saying when it comes to the training of the firearms world, that's two is one, one is none. One so is none. If, yeah. if one I was wondering down, if you were going to get to that one, man, I was, uh, cause I was thinking about it. <laughs> absolutely. So that, basically what that means, like, let's say you go to like a, a, a course. Okay. If, if you take, two firearms with you for the course because if your gun breaks down now you got a backup if you don't have a backup you're broken down okay two heads are better than one two people able to talk about stuff is always better than one okay don't go through things alone seek out seek out your battles man call up your old battles from when you're in the military just be hey battle i need some help i'm not doing Hell it yeah. in a good place even if it's on the phone if you can meet up in person great but if it's on the phone go for it man absolutely if you don't have that option available to you Hold that thought. If you don't have that option available to you, all right, there, Marco. I don't understand the reference. You don't remember Marco Rebu taking a drink on live television? Oh, dude, I don't watch politics. I don't watch that crap. No, whatever, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> if you don't have those kind of options or, or friends available to you. Um, you know, if you're thinking of doing harm to yourself, there is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline that is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All you have to do is call up. The number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, it's 1-800-273-8255. If you're thinking of harming yourself, I believe you press the one for the first prompt and they'll get you in touch with somebody that can help you out and whatnot. But, you know, as we say every single week, we don't want a temporary problem to be solved and fixed with a permanent solution. Okay. Correct. Again, 22 a day. That's how many people off themselves. And that's, yep. we gotta, we gotta get that to stop. That's not acceptable. And it, if it doesn't engall, it doesn't freaking gall you down to the core, you know, or just make you enraged that that happens, then, you know, it should. So, yeah, but, that's what we're here to do, folks. That's the whole purpose of this podcast is we want, we want to talk about things that aren't comfortable to talk about so we can just maybe have that connection and other people go, dude, yeah, 100%. I'm going through the same shit. I guess somebody out there gets it. You know, that's that's okay. we, we're trying to build a community. We want to have people not afraid to reach out and talk about things. There's a lot of things that are considered stigma. Come on. It's like, come on, man. It's 2021. Like, let's let's kill a lot of these stigmas and get everybody to actually 100% legitly be living their best life. And that's important. So yar. 
I'm about out, I'm I'm about out of gas, man. What you got? Anything else to add before we sign off? If you guys want to catch us over on the social medias, over on the Facebook, you My can dude. catch us. To, you can catch us there over on www.facebook.com forward slash battlebros.podcast. Um, also, we got some Instagram. You can always you can always catch us over there at at <coughs> excuse me battlebros underscore podcast. And you can also catch us on all of our listening platforms, which is uh, Anchor, Spotify, um, and some, and I believe it's also Apple Podcasts, which I'm still not getting notifications about. But uh, as far as I'm aware, we are still being distributed on just over five platforms, including YouTube. Um, so if you guys, if you guys are wanting to catch us, you can catch us on all of those places and on the Facebook and Instagram. You can actually have conversations with us and send messages. So go ahead and give us a get drop, drop us some lines there, and you can get in contact with us via instant messenger on on the Facebook as well, which will also connect you to the WhatsApp instant messaging system, where you can talk to us directly. And the other, the last thing we want to say about all this stuff, you know, all this uh, outreach is, you know, the biggest one, I, I still feel that, you know, one of the biggest forms of advertising is word of mouth. If you have anybody in your life that, you know, just may need something different and maybe give them that spark of inspiration or just kind of pick them up off the ground after having a rough day. Tell them about our show, man. If anything, they're going to look at us or watch us or listen to us and just be like, you know, these guys are, are, are kind of dumbasses i mean they're ass hats with microphones but you know what <laughs> they bring up some they bring up some good points here so it's like okay maybe i'll come back next week you know we get it it's a friday night there's a lot of stuff going on around america and around the world right now i mean yeah people are at football games they're out with their kids doing stuff um if you have a kid that plays high school football or marching band or cheerleading or something like that you're probably not watching our show right now but you know hey that's the great thing about modern technology it's like yeah you can go back and watch this stuff later or listen to it later once it comes out man and besides instead of like going on and watching fucking netflix or fucking the news or something that's always like blah 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 Go ahead and watch our show and do something constructive with, your, uh, constructive with yourself and learn some shit. Right? Some shit? Learn some shit? Learn some shit. Okay. Keep and it then easy over here. Do so, yeah, yeah, I gotta. You know, just in case other people are listening. No, but, um, you know, hey, we're here for you. Help us help you. <laughs> <laughs> That, that that needs to be said, but at the same time, it's like, help us help you? Question mark. <laughs> Damn it, you gotta be careful what you put on the teleprompt. He will read it, folks. I'm Ron, Ron Burgundy. Burgundy. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, you know, that's that's gonna wrap up our show for this week. Um, again, you know, we say at beginning of the show, we want to say at the end of the show, we wants to say thank you to everybody that continues to watch the show um we absolutely um you know this is not a small undertaking it's it's very very um dual dependent with us putting on the show and with listening to the show to say hey i heard this show it's called battle bros you know that one guy alamo easy on the eyes it's pretty funny the other guy mac he's just kind of dumbass and he's (laughs) 
to look at, you know. So again, there's myself <laughs> like I said, you know, despite all that, they talk about some pretty good stuff. So um please tell your friends about the show if you think they can be it can be beneficial to them. If not, please tell your friends about it. So just so we get some more freaking people listening to it and they can spread like a California wildfire. We just go Oh yeah goes everywhere so um with that being said you know we're gonna wrap it up so this is uh episode 15 talking about the inferiority, inferiority complex, complex. Um, we will look forward to seeing you next week about the same time um until that time just remember to to be safe and you know stay alert everybody out there in the real world um it's it can be a crazy place at times. Just remember to look out for yourself and your family and your friends and your loved ones and all that good stuff. So until then, this is Mac and Alamo. And we are the Battle Bros Podcast. We will see you next week around this time. Thank you so much. And until then, we will catch you on the flip side. So y'all take it easy. Battle Bros out. Out. <laughs>